What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got an awesome show for you. It's a little long, but it's still a good one. Talking a little Thanksgiving, talking the games this week in college football, a little college basketball and Michigan State preview, and the guys get their Detroit Lions rip in. It's a good one. Let's go. <laughs> so funny i didn't realize in true nate fashion when we did the recording i was like and this is the first time you're seeing tim forgetting we're primarily in audio format yeah. didn't throw out i was like the nate, YouTube. i thought we were just clipping it up but i didn't want to say anything i wasn't sure if the whole thing was going on youtube or what you were doing I forgot with to it. throw out the youtube because i've never page. like looked at youtube or anything like that so <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. forgot to forgot to throw that should, one out there. You should leave this in as a cold open. Mm. Yeah, cold open. <laughs> Put the music right here, yeah. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all right. <laughs> one, two, three, and welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is November twenty fifth. How are we doing today, gentlemen? We're doing fantastic. Well, we are. Yes, very much ready for a break. I can't. This, it is. You're listening to this on Thanksgiving Eve. We're recording this on Thanksgiving Eve. I think Thanksgiving. I honestly always say Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. The Thursday one just gets it right off the bat. In my books, is one of the favorite because you get a short week, and then you have a great day on Thursday. Maybe a Friday off. Maybe you have a half day, and then you're rolling right into your weekend. It's a beautiful setup for the whole week. It is nice. I love Thanksgiving. It's usually going out on Wednesday night, getting hammered, waking up in the morning, drinking your way through Thanksgiving breakfast, and then to dinner. Uh, for me, it's the Lions game, and then on to Thanksgiving dinner, finally. Yeah. This time, I'm, so I'm in Chicago, so I, I won't be going home because I would have to travel too many places, and with the pandemic, we're just, you know not going to risk that uh so i will be here will be the first time uh that i won't be with my family and i know a lot of people out there are going to experience that for the first time too yeah this year's definitely a, a downer um for many reasons tim pointed out you can't do the wednesday night before one of the best nights of the year especially for the bar get see your friends again you can go <laughs> home get a couple drinks in you awesome time two this year's a little weird i'm doing the same thing my family's in the uh, D.C. area, I'm staying here in Cincinnati. I am heading over to my girlfriend's um, to eat dinner with her father, sister, fiance, and um, I think there's one other strangler that's coming along. Uh, but keeping strangler. it strangler, yeah, strangler. You mean straggler? Straggler. Straggler. He always straggler. I love that I just gloss over that from now after all these years because it's nothing new on me. And Dante's like, Strangler. <laughs> What's happening in Cincinnati? Doesn't, doesn't even phase me anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, are you guys early or late Thanksgiving eaters? Oh, we are very, late. Very late. Late? Oh, what the? See, her family's late, and my family is not at all late. Like, we are, we're not like noon. Like, I hear some people doing like noonish, which is insane. I'm not even up by like 11. No, um, but we're like a three, four o'clock eat nah. time. Um, get a little like scallops wrapped in bacon out early, little hors d'oeuvres. Maybe some, my brother likes the brie trees, little crackers, watch some football, drink some beers before dinner. And then we go like three, four o'clock ish, somewhere in there. Is when we normally. How late are you talking, Dante? You seem like you're talking a lot later than I was thinking. 
I'm oh, thinking just an early five dinner. Or six. I'm, okay, yeah, five, five or six. Or six. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I know some people eat Thanksgiving dinner at like two. You know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no. Yes. I'm not that early. Simply, it's always simply pretty much been because of the Lions game. We always go to the Lions game. That ends, then we had our trek down to Monroe to see my mom's side of the family, um, and then I have dinner down there, but that's always after the Lions game, so it's got to be at 5.30, 6 o'clock. Well, for us, too, it's a lot of, like, baking. So uh, one year we did have two ovens, and so we did have um, Thanksgiving early that year. Well, a, one of our cousins who was a little well off had two ovens. Uh, <laughs> so we had Thanksgiving dinner early that year, but it's usually the baking, right? So we were baking so many dishes that it's just impossible to have it early unless you're what, cooking at like four in the morning what type of food are we looking at at a dante um thanksgiving oh man so you got you got the mac and cheese can't can't go wrong there you got the dressing although i don't eat that uh you got the, you got two versions of yams one with the mush, marshmallows one without um you got some greens uh obviously got the turkey uh if depending on what side of my family it is you're gonna have a ham again not participating in that but it's there <laughs> uh, uh what else do you have what i'm, I'm missing something dressing greens i don't the know Tim. It, ne- next year during not the pandemic <laughs> just come over <laughs> a little bit and you'll see <laughs> it's my favorite because one i start off the bat with stuffing as my all-time favorite in the meal mm-hmm. process. Oh, and I make a great stuffing. I'm with you. Like the baking takes the most part, but God bless my mother. She is a saint. She gets up so early and starts the process. And then I'll usually cook the stuffing. Um, but I don't have to be up early for that. Um, it also helped because my, my father and sister are psychotic and running the turkey trot every year um, and get up for that. So that also helps get yep. the house up and oh, uh, yeah. up and going. But stuffing number one, um mashed potatoes we usually have some type of like root vegetable baked thing um turkey obviously one year we did my mom wanted to get fancy and like switch it up and did like gainish hens or whatever and we mm-hmm. lost our ever loving minds um oh we've done that before. what does that mean they're like smaller little i don't know i guess turkeys or chickens i don't know what they're birds they're like small little birds and you each get one and it's mm-hmm. yeah was not a fan um cranberry sauce with like an orange zest to it and oh yeah cranberry sauce how did i forget that the desserts is all my mom my mom makes so many desserts you think we're feeding because you we don't really travel for thanksgiving anymore even pre-pandemic um there's a dessert per person like there's like there's only five of us usually and there's probably five or six desserts options which is just yeah. hilarious to it's me it's insane time. yes we have the <laughs> same exact potato thing. Pie. How could I forget that, Tim? Mm. <laughs> Sweet potato pie. Yes. Also. We do uh, we do sweet potato balls, um, which is just like little balls with like a little mushroom in the top or marshmallow, mushroom, mushroom marshmallow. <laughs> Jeez. You and Nate. <laughs> and then today. the stuffing, and finally convinced my mom to make cheesy potatoes for Thanksgiving. Oh, so good. I love some cheesy potatoes, and then probably some mashed potatoes gravy and then the turkey so tips for the listeners right because i cook if you're gonna do a turkey either fry it or cut the turkey up and cook the pieces in the order in which they bake first in the oven Hmm. 
Wait, so like we actually get ours from like cut the like local. the leg off and then cook the leg separately and then like so look when you get your turkey from the butcher, wait, tell what? them you just want it in pieces, right? It's still a whole turkey. You just want it in pieces. So yeah, you're going to never cook. heard this. This is blowing my mind. What are you wild. talking about yeah. right now? <laughs> so, gonna, so my mom was a caterer for most of my life up until recently. Now she has an office job. So this okay. is how I learned these things. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just want to cook it in pieces. The reason turkeys are dry is because you're trying to cook a whole bird and the leg is going to cook different than the breast, hmm. than the thighs. Than the, yeah, so that's why. That makes sense. Interesting. My parents have actually mm. figured it out. Look at that. We're there's turning a, ourselves yeah, into a, a good oven. There's a turkey re- there's a turkey farm next to my house and I grew up in the city in the suburbs, not the city, but the <laughs> suburbs of Detroit. And there's a turkey farm in the middle of the suburbs in the middle of these perfectly square mile roads with the the cookie cutter houses and everything like that, but there's a turkey farm there that's been there for forever. And they have this weird recipe and they tell you how to cook the turkey. And my dad just follows that. Yeah. And he didn't want to follow it because it made no sense to him the first time, but then he followed it and it's not dry, it's perfect. If you have a decent stove too, you you're good to go. So and I'm sure in your your family house you have a, a nice stove. But if you got just a regular run the meal stove in an apartment somewhere, not interesting. Not. <laughs> Look at that. Huh. We're out here turning ourselves you into a cooking show. Every day. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. We're talking cooking. Remember when we couldn't figure out what to do for Thanksgiving topic on this uh, show? <laughs> yeah, our pre <laughs> five minutes ago, our pre-show meeting about thirty minutes ago was uh, it's going a little rough. We didn't know we want. I wanted to incorporate it somehow. I was thinking about doing like a power ranking of sides, but everybody does that. Um, what your favorite part of the day is? Yeah, I'm not mashed. No stuffing, 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 stuffing. I don't even know why I said that. Uh, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> um, that's something I don't do. But if you were on Twitter and follow the barstool world, there was a hot take this week about mac about mac and cheese not being a side that blew up a lot of my followers. <laughs> and I understand where he's coming from. It's insane. That's absolutely. Uh, you're so not I, making craft mac and I cheese. Understand. I understand where it's coming are, from, but it's still side. simply because my grandma took that hard stance of us not having uh, cheesy potatoes at our Thanksgiving meal. That was the only meal she wouldn't make them at. I don't know why. She said they were for Christmas and Christmas only, but then she'd make them for my birthday, for everybody else's birthday, for anything we were doing in the summer. So they were literally at every meal besides Thanksgiving. And then my aunt started making them when it started being at her house, and I had to convince my mom that... No, she has to make her cheesy potatoes so that I don't have to eat my aunt's cheesy potatoes. So, look, a little cultural thing that happened to me when I was uh, in kindergarten. I'll never forget this. I was in kindergarten and uh, my friend, there was only one other white kid in my class, invited me to his uh, house for dinner. Uh, And he lived down the street from us in Detroit. Uh, And so we went (laughs) and uh, they're cooking. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have some macaroni. And I was like, okay. And I'll sit down at the table. And they literally, at this meal, just had macaroni. And I remember going home and telling my parents, like, <laughs> they didn't feed me. They just gave me a side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is funny. I've had macaroni just for dinner a handful of times. Um, it usually has a little breadcrumb in there, like, like oh, a... Yep. That's what it had. Yeah, it was a yeah. little crazy. It even had like a little garnish on it, I yeah. believe. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, I've had that for dinner myself. Um, but it absolutely is a side. We don't do it as a side in my family, but um, it absolutely is counted as a side. 
I'm a stuffing man. Always have been. I make a mean, mean stuffing. Speaking of Barstool, did y'all see that poll that was like, who has the worst uh, sports fan? What sports? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Who was it? Straight to Barstool. At Barstool. Yes. Oh. Just read the <laughs> what sports team has the worst fans, and everybody just said Barstool, Barstool. Sports. <laughs> the most true tweet. <laughs> oh, that's that's a hard not life there. Um, the other my favorite part, at least this year, I don't think are they doing a parade? Does anybody know? No, they no one should be going to any parades. That's a trophy kids. Correct. I agree. I'm 100 percent with you. Where I was going with that is, I'm sort of pissed. I'm not going home. Because every year I have to battle my family to switch off the parade and switch on whatever football game is on or go in the basement and watch it, which I yeah, always I was about to say. Why don't you just bring doing, a second TV? I think they are doing the Thanksgiving Day parade in Detroit, uh, like a virtual what? one or something. Uh, I think they're trying man. to figure out. People how are going to show up. <laughs> yeah, people are going to show up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I think they're trying to do a virtual one. So yeah, I don't know that doesn't matter. Like any floats or anything in the street. No, yeah. like a. What? I don't know. Like a hologram, or not a hologram, uh, CGI like, graphic I stuff? Do, I didn't do any research on this. It was me scrolling through Twitter and saw a virtual parade in uh, Detroit, I think. I don't know if that's even real. Yeah, it says no fans. I'm looking it up now, real time, ladies and gentlemen. That's dumb if it is. But that's the worst part. In in my my house, I have obviously the three TVs going, but at my childhood home, we have one upstairs and one in the basement. And so I just have to go down in the basement and watch it if I but I would rather watch it upstairs where the food is and the appetizers instead of running back and forth, um, as well as the fridge outside with all the beer is right there. What parade do you watch, though, Nate? Macy's Day. And then it folds into, isn't the dog show right after that, or is that Christmas? There's a different one or something, because the one, the, the one in Macy's. Detroit. Macy's. Yeah. That's what he's watching. Yeah, Macy's, Macy's, right? New York one. Yeah. We watch it. We watch it end. As soon as and we then, walk, before we walk into the game, before game time starts. Does it? So what is the dog the lion, show? Which is the very first game. Is the do- why are you watching the dog show, dude? My family, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I love them, mom. Who is watching? New Year's, you must be thinking of like the New Year's Day parade. No, I'm, te- I'm telling you right now, it's every Thanksgiving. I've never run into this issue because I'm always at the very first game. What happens is the parade is on, and then I want to say it's Thanksgiving. I'm not making this up. The Wind Winsmester, whatever it is, dog show comes on, and my mom and my that brother are big dog people, and they want to watch the dogs. And then I got to be like, no, we're watching football. But I'm like the only one that really gives a shit. My dad cares now, but like he used to not care that much. Um, and my parents are listening to this, so I'm sure I'm going to get a call um, <laughs> about it too. <laughs> um, they heard the robe comment. That is that is coming in my Christmas package this year from a couple episodes ago. Um, I'm happy oh for you, Nate. And then yeah. I, yeah, I'm turning into a robe guy. I cannot wait. Um, I'm glad you told me that because uh, the wife over here heard that as well and said, "Would would it be funny to get Nate a robe?" <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Um, uh, but yeah. And I love it. And then we got Thursday football, and then Friday, right off the bat, we got some great college football games, and then we go right into Saturday, um, which is probably a good segue to get into the actual games. Um, or do we want to talk about the playoffs first? Because the playoff rankings, they came out. Oh, yeah. Let's do the playoff rankings. Oh, boy. They got released right before we sat down to record this. And there is – I had a feeling they were going to do something like this, but there is a glaring issue. Did you figure I it out? I found it. 
Did you find I found it? it? We were talking about this, and I was like, "Why is Nate so fired up?" And I can't, I can't figure it out. So I will uh, see if I'm right. We'll see if you're yes, right. I, I'm ready to hear this, Nate, because Nate. But we don't want pre- to. But we don't want to uh, just me lie and say that I was right. <laughs> but I think they changed their jerseys a lot. Uh no. Wait, what? Uh, really? What? Maybe. I don't know. Here, I'm going to show you here in a second. All right. Top four, I have no issue with. I mean, Ohio State, okay. I'm a little concerned about. I think they're a little bit suspect. I said that last week. The Indiana game was a proving game for me. Their offense is actually in a lot worse shape than I thought. That that team, Justin Fields does not do well with pressure, and he got Indiana got a lot of pressure, and that was concerning. We're going to talk about them later. Uh, but the defense is concerning. I knew that was going to be a problem. They showed me that's a problem. I have some real concerns about Ohio State. But I have no problem with them being four, Clemson being three, Notre Dame two, Alabama one. No problem there. Whatever. You can okay. flip-flop a couple of them. Whatever. A&M five. I don't have them as the fifth best team in the country right now, but do I have an overall problem with the playoff committee at this point in the season putting them there? No. Whatever. It's still early first one. Florida, six. Fine. Whatever. Cincinnati, seven. Okay. Eighth, Northwestern. We're getting a little warm. I don't know if I love that. They're not the eighth best team in the country. No. The University of Georgia at five and two is ninth. Ninth (laughs) in the country. A defense who's only played two good offenses and got thrashed. I mean thrashed. Who has no offense in the world. I could put a, I don't know, second-rate B college team out and probably play better offense than what George is putting in front. Now, JT Bear has made that team way better, and it's almost um, criminal what Kirby Smart is down there. Did you just say JT Barrett? I did, did just say, say JT, JT Barrett. <laughs> We're just oh, moving past oh, it. Ohio State. Blast from the um, past. I'm Ohio angry State at. The, the I'm mind. so angry at this nine. Nine is University of Georgia. They are in the top ten. Miami's at ten. Miami's in the tenth best team in the country, but ten. What are we doing? I don't know if there has ever been more of an SEC bias off that alone. I I thought to be honest. Coming into this week, before this got released, I thought they were going to have Oklahoma in the top 10 with what they did to Oklahoma State. I thought they were going to sneak them in there like because you know they wanted to. But to put Georgia, who's in a bad SEC this year, who's gotten thrashed by the two best teams they played, who has zero offense at nine with two losses, is insane. But they're nine. I don't care. Yeah, That's why I don't, have I don't care. I could say Brigham, I would put Brigham Young ahead of them in BYU. I would put Oklahoma ahead of them. Just off really? principle, I'd put Miami. I don't think they're better. I'd put I, or, I put Oregon, honestly, above them at this point. Miami, yes. BYU ha- has played basically D2 teams all this I year. love the I love the <laughs> BYU ranking just because I feel like the committee heard um, Which, BYU by the way, say, we'll see where we land. And then they're just like, Screw you, BYU. We're gonna drop you right down to the to fourteen. Yeah. You have to play Washington if you even want a chance at this playoff. By the way, uh, BYU's fourteen. We should say that for those of you who have not seen this yet. Um, yes, Georgia's insane. They beat Kentucky by eleven points, fourteen to three. They lost to Florida, forty-four to twenty-eight. They beat they Mississippi State, twenty-four to thirty-one. You were telling I guess, me. Yep, that's the most glaring one. They are. They have JT Daniels now. They have JT Daniels now, and I guess, I guess you're saying they're all of a sudden a top tier offense one game in. 
But how do you justify that? There are currently, in one of the weakest SECs I've seen, four teams in the top ten, by their estimate. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate is fired up about What are we doing? And I... Um, what are we really doing? Am, I guess not... I have no feelings towards this. <laughs> I'm with I Tim here. I don't have a feeling <laughs> for them being ranked at nine. I don't have them feeling ranked lower than nine. I guess I really don't care. Yeah, I care I mean, based off principle. Of the... This is a principle thing. This is a dirty committee thing. This is why I have zero trust in the committee to do the right thing at the end of the year if you're already putting Georgia in the top ten. They... Do you really think Miami's better than them? I don't actually think they're better than them. I think Do you it's think weak Oklahoma's year. better than them? I would put them if you're gonna put a two loss team in, I would put Oklahoma in over Georgia. Do you think Indiana's think... better than them? What's what's the benefit? What does Georgia do better than Oklahoma does? You can't say plays defense because the two teams they played that had good offenses they got thrashed, and you can't say they play good offense because they play no offense. To be honest, so, that's okay. come so down you think to... Oklahoma is better than them, so they get dropped down to ten now. So do you think Indiana's better than them? Like how far down? Are Honestly, we I would Georgia? put Indiana ahead of them right now with what they did against Ohio State. No, Georgia no, hasn't no. played a competitive game no, against no. a good it's team. A, you've never watched Big Ten football. That's what I'm about to accuse you of. I have. I don't. <laughs> what do you? What is Nate the? Is not part of the Big Ten. What is the argument? If that's what he's saying about Indiana, it, yeah. What is the argument for Georgia? What is the argument? Oh, just better players. They. I don't. Have can we say they have better, better players though? Georgia. I don't have a yes. How they do have? Yeah. Oh, Indiana, based off yeah. what? Have you seen them? They scored 14 against Kentucky. They sp- they eked that game out <laughs> against Kentucky. Nate, it's like walking out. Of, you, you remember playing high school sports? You walk up to a team. You show up at a game, and you're like, holy shit. Like, that's what Georgia is. I, dude, I think I think that is our – They're not that In college good. football especially, we have this, like – bad brand mentality with teams where even when they have bad teams which Georgia yes they are obviously more they have more they have a higher talent level recruited to that team but when they get on the field and they execute on the field you're sitting here and telling me they're the ninth best team in the country they're deserving no, of I'm top not. 10 with two losses when I'm not saying they're the ninth they, best team when they what play I'm saying is that they're n- who who's better than them? I don't really know, and I don't really care. I'm saying honest. nine doesn't matter. Is what <laughs> Honestly, I would put I would put Oklahoma ahead of them, and I don't think Oklahoma was good. I honestly thought Oklahoma was going to be there. I thought Oklahoma was going to be the ninth. I thought they were going to put them as nine. I don't have. I don't think Miami's better, but I don't have a problem with them being a ten. So bounce them out there. Um, and yeah, I would put. I know BYU hasn't really played anybody. Help. Put in Oregon. They're three and zero at this point. Like I don't care. <laughs> a two loss. I think Oregon is Georgia point, team like has no Oregon right to be there. Undefeated. They're going to be the problem for this uh, football college football playoffs. Yeah, I just don't like what this says about the con- the committee's mindset that they're they're doing this already. Because this to me just says that they're going to put two SEC teams in at the end of the year. I guess I really don't. How though? No, they they can't. Even with this current ranking, they can't do that. You're telling me if Clemson loses to Notre Dame in the ACC championship, they don't put yeah. another SEC team in there? No, guess, it'll be another SEC team. Yeah, but Florida. that would be deserving though too. Like, over like a U- Florida over a yeah. U- the way S- things have been going. Uh, if, it, dude. if if UC has 
if UC would have won more, they looked somewhat sloppy against UCF. Yes. In the beginning. Yeah. And they struggled. Uh, yeah, but UCF's UCF. a good team. Like, UCF... UCF, they're no, they're no Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, or Florida. Oh, I think they would. I think if UCF played Ohio State, that would be a tough game. That secondary would get murdered by UCF, murdered. If Indiana could do that to Ohio State, what do you think UCF would do with better wide receivers, better quarterback, and better O line play? It's funny that you said that because I tweeted on uh, when watching that Ohio State game. And during the Wisconsin, uh, oh, Wisconsin. Game, that this the secondary in the Big Ten is terrible. Trash. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Every school is giving up big play after big play. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't get me wrong. I think USC not winning dominantly against UCF definitely hurts them. Mm-hmm. But it or you yeah UCF. Mm-hmm. But is UC winning against UCF? Yes. But I think also Central Florida is a top 20 team in the country, I would say. They're a good football team. They're a very good offense. Like, it's not – and had they scored that had they scored that touchdown at the end, which was an – I got – we're going to talk about this weekend in gambling. Dude, I'm, I'm breaking out like I'm in 15 years old again because I got bullied so bad by, by the board this weekend. Um, and just stressing. It was a it was a bad week, but um, yeah, I would have liked to see them win by fourteen. But you see, I mean, they're going to get to replay a top team in the their conference for the the championship game, and they get a, a Tulsa team later. Like they're still possible there. But I don't like what this is setting up to be. I can already see it. It's going to set up to be some brand name school that doesn't really deserve. If Notre Dame beats Clemson again in the in the ACC championship, it's going to set or Ohio State somehow bums out. It's going to set up for some nonsense, I feel like. That's what this is suggesting to me right now, knowing the committee's history. Because you're not going to put a Pac-12 team in, I don't think, because they just play too few games. And might. I, dude, I don't know. I'm following nonsense here because I'm, I'm seeing if Notre Dame wins, I see Texas A&M or Florida making it in. How are you going to put Texas A&M in when they lost by like a bajillion to Alabama? Well, that was my argument last week, and that's why I – Put them ahead of or Florida ahead of them, um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like this is what I'm saying. Like I just don't know how you put any one of these SEC teams in to SEC. I guess. I guess after SEC... watching the UC UCF game, I feel like um, UC would get run out of town by Alabama, just like Texas A&M did. Would they? I don't know if they would. They played just very like Texas A&M did. You're I think in a conference. Wait, you're about to make an argument for UC versus Alabama? That's going to be 55 this, to nothing. I don't I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be 55 to nothing. I don't think it would be 55 to nothing. I think they play better defense than uh, Texas A&M. And I, like, do I think Alabama would win? Yes, obviously I think Alabama is going to win that game. But I got, I got nothing for you. Do they have a shot? I'm gonna let I, you spin your wheels on this. Nick. I think they have a shot. I literally do. I think they have a shot. I think you guys are. I think you are discounting UCF Luke and Luke. Yeah, I think you're discounting UC and Luke Fickle because of I think because you're discounting the team that UCF is. That's what I think. I think you're. I think you think the University of Central Florida. Mm-hmm is worse than what they actually are, which is they are a good football team. 
national no, I think they're exactly where you thought they were, which is a top 20 team. Right. And if you look like that against the top 20 team. Where you win the game Alabama, and you should have won Alabama by Alabama looked 10? like that against the top five team. Against Texas A&M. Yeah, but it's not like they don't have – like Alabama doesn't – top five team. The transient property, transitive property that we are trying to apply here, I don't think exists. <laughs> I also don't think like I think they all have like Alabama now has turned on the break, like the gas. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you can convince me that they aren't going to stumble at some point here because the defense at times has looked suspect. Like the offense is is awesome. There is no dominant team. Notre Dame might be, and they're not. Even, I have I have some right? things with Notre Dame. Yeah, every team is suspect this year. That's You're why right. I'm saying, so, like, I very well think, like, like UC traveled. They played a tough game, and they came out with a win. They should have scored at the end of that and got me the stupid cover. Um, but then they would have been what a ten? They get yeah, a ten, been up 10. 10 point been, win against. Everybody would have said that's a good win. But it still looked as close. I, I mean, even with, it still looked. I mean, we came in last like week saying about fourteen points was what they needed to do. Even though it's a ten point game. Yeah, they came out. They played sloppy at the start. They stumbled out of the gate. That's just fact. And then they came back and they looked very good in the second half. You can't tell me they didn't look dominant in the second half. They looked very good in the second half. They looked good. Yeah. And then they still stumbled at the end. Like they still fumbled the snap and. I, I don't know. I'm just not. I wasn't seeing it that much out of UC in their game against UCF. We'll see. I'm not a soul. We'll leave it at as as I had them at like number five earlier. I don't see that anymore. I see them properly at seven, right behind the SEC teams. And if one more of them stumbles, then yeah, UC should get in. But it's going to take well, they're, they're... Uh, an SEC team, another SEC team to stumble. And then it's going to take Notre Dame beating Clemson in order for them to be in. Or Ohio State to stumble. Or Ohio I think State. It's going to take, I, yeah. I think now it takes two teams to stumble before UC gets in. I don't and know if not it just two. UC running the table and showing dominance. I mean, I do because I think the committee is going to screw them. I mean, you do. I think, yeah, because I think the committee is going to screw them and put two SEC teams in because they think it's the the same SEC that we're so used and to seeing. But the SEC is not the same SEC this year. take part of your comment is I don't see – um, that being a bad decision, I do. I think the U.S. I think the SEC. It's a little too close for home, Nate. I think it's a little too close for home. What? <laughs> it's UC. You're in Cincinnati. Oh, I hate the Bearcats. I don't want. I know them, that. But like, I'm realistic about it. They're going to play Tulsa at the end of the season, and then they're going to get a rematch against SMU, Houston, or potentially Tulsa again. So like, they're going to get another good quality win. Um, quality wins against top thirty teams. Tulsa's 25 right well, now in the country. No, Tulsa's 25. Yeah. I said top 30 teams. That just means above 30. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm just saying the SEC is not good this year. Like, it's true. Outside of Florida, are we... There is the AAC, though. I'm not saying that That's either. That's what we're arguing right now. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying if a team goes undefeated and wins their conference like UC has done, and they have beaten at times, SMU was top 25 when they beat them. Tulsa, if they beat them, is going to be in the top 25 unless something happens here. Houston, very good offense. UCF, good football team. I don't see how you can make an argument for somebody who didn't win their conference and has two losses on their resume in a bad SEC this year. Strength of schedule. I wonder what their schedule would be because the SEC, like I'm telling you, the SEC is not two good. Two losses. This year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said anything about two losses. I said a one loss. Well, 
the SEC would if two it would if Alabama no, wins their conference. What? It would be a one loss team regardless. No, it wouldn't. Florida's lost the game. A and M's lost the game already before the SEC championship. Exactly, and they would have to win out because what? Uh, Florida wouldn't be in the SEC. Oh, you're saying Alabama would have to lose? No, Alabama would win, and A and M would lose, and then Florida would be in because Florida would not I be in the SEC. I got yeah. you that. Yeah, because yeah, it wouldn't be in the same Texas, side. You're Texas A and M. You're the one that you wouldn't be here. putting a two. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be putting a two loss SEC team in. It would be a one loss SEC team. I don't know. Versus UC. Make it make it a six-team playoff, and let's end this fucking debate. <laughs> oh, it's stupid we that we're doing oh, it. Oh, my God. I love the four-team playoff. I hate the four-team playoff. Of course you do. Every Pyre 5 in a non-COVID year should get their champion in. Even last year. I don't care. There wasn't even four good teams last year. I get it that. Every not. once in a while, that's going to happen. But it's not like there's four good teams any year, most year, the fourth team gets blown out of the water. So does, that's that, why it should stay four teams. I would rather in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would rather see the five champions get in, and then a, a non-power five school have a shot. Or you make it eight, and you can do because because the, the, the best team doesn't always be get Rutgers in. One year, <laughs> I'm all about Michigan it. Michigan will have their good old nine and two year. Michigan will and, not uh, nine and four year and uh, make it in. Well, that's There's a chance that we die before Michigan gets to the college football yeah. playoffs. Yep, that's a good segue. Let's just start talking <laughs> about these games. This last <laughs> week, I'm a, well, we got to move. Want on. to say that Bearcats smell like popcorn. Now we can go on to the next segment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it was a bad week last week. I think I had my worst gambling week of my lifetime. It was – I should have known after that Purdue game, I should have put my – I should have folded and walked away from the table. I should have known this week was going to be bad after that bad beat. That was – that phantom call with the P.I. was absurd. Um – yeah, it was bad. I mean, the the Jenner report went 50 for 50, 3 and 3, which was at least good, but the rest of the picks, I mean, 1 and 5 in the NFL and 2 and 4 in college was yikes bad. Um, I got bloodied up, which is affecting me this week cuz I I cannot see this. I'm not giving out too many picks here this week, but we're going to talk about some games. I haven't been able to do enough research. I'll get a card out here a little bit later. I got a couple games I like. But let's just start. There's some bigger games to start with, but I want to talk about Michigan versus Penn State this week. Mm-hmm. The bad of the bad. The mm-hmm. line's at 2.5. Michigan's favored. Over-under's at 58.5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the loser of this game loses their job on Sunday. If it's Penn State, yes. If it's Michigan, no. See, yes. I think it's almost opposite. Now, <laughs> okay. you're you're not in Michigan. I get that. So here's my dilemma. I think Jim Harbaugh needs to go regardless. I think Michigan might wait until the end of the season, but I think if he loses this game, it, the check's written. He's gone. But Penn State, I think, is going to get a write-off because they had so many players opt out, and it's really James Franklin's one really bad year, if you're mm-hmm. if we're being honest, um, since he's been there. And I think he's going to get kind of that free, it's COVID, you had a ton of players opt out. Nope. No, he's Done. got the locker room issues. He's he had got one. The... All right, what team, don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating necessarily for this, but what team in FBI, in college football would not do what he did? And say, Tell let's them handle not it. to go to the police? Yeah, 
and handles I mean, it. We've seen it every. We, we've seen it we a few times. See it all the time. Yes, and you don't but, think he's built enough goodwill with that program to I, ride the ship on this so one? Here, maybe in the past. I think in 2020, no. I think that's a that's a big mistake to make in this day and age. I think Especially if this was a couple Penn years State ago, passed. and it's Penn State, yeah, I think if this was a couple years ago, I would agree with you, Nate. But I think now, especially with like mandatory reporting, bullying, the hazing, just being a super no no in college, I, I don't think so. See, I don't. I think they think so highly of him in the in this. Obviously, takes a dent to the culture that you say he built, but I think up until this, everybody would have said, "Look at the great job." James Franklin has done at Penn State and the culture he's built there. Mm-hmm. And this incident, I don't think is bad enough when you look at the landscape of college football and what college football programs do. Now, I'm not saying that I I agree with how this was handled. I'm not endorsing that. I'm just simply saying from a realistic standpoint of whether or not they'll let him go because of that, like if that will factor in, I think just like every football program, they're going to be like every football program would have handled it this way. There's not a single football think, program in America that wouldn't have handled it that way. I think they're own five, and if they go to own six, that's indicative of losing in the locker room. I mean, they're Penn State; they have enough talent to not be own five or own yeah. six, and I think that's indicative of losing the locker room. And you could see him losing recruits, which is not something Penn State likes to do. Yeah, I agree. They have also, talent, but they've also had a ton of players opt out. And they've had injuries. I'm not necessarily making excuses. Why are those players opting out, though? I mean, some of it was COVID. I mean, their star linebacker opted out because of his NFL shot in COVID. You had the running back who had to opt out for health reasons. His name was also in the report about the locker room issues. Well, he might have been in the locker room issues, but he was done regardless. He had a heart issue. So it's not like he was going to play, like, even if he had a locker room issue. Yeah. Here's the thing. On the flip side, with Michigan, I've read multiple reports and tweets and blogs about Michigan boosters who are not even thinking about having How? Harbaugh's job. This is you're not live, rational. Yeah. You don't know. How? You, don't know. you, you literally. <laughs> All right. You don't okay. live here. This <laughs> gets this gets me to my bigger point about Michigan and why I think Harbaugh should be fired Sunday. There is a li- I don't know if this is legitimate because he maybe hasn't told anybody, but I did some research before this game, and McNamara is currently not the definitive starter. He fell ass backwards into him, and there is a legit chance Joe Milton might start this game on Friday, Saturday. Yeah. When, is, when are they playing this? How is that even possible? McNamara came in, in the Wisconsin game and looked good. He came in, in the Rutgers game and he threw four touchdowns. What? What is the debate? He's seen the same thing with Jim Harbaugh the entire time he's been there. <laughs> what? How is this a question of whether he should be coaching this football team or not? Like you clearly he's not. not live in the Michigan. I don't. I'm not, arguing Michi- I'm not arguing Jim Harbaugh should be the Michigan. Oh, coach. I know you're not. I'm saying he will be the Michigan. Coach. I'm, and I'm I'm not arguing against you. I am simply asking the question, I guess, into the void because I don't really know any Michigan fans except for one who is irrational. Um, but even he wants them fired. I know, I know that, but like that's what I'm getting to. Like even he wants them fired. I don't understand how you don't think Jim Harbaugh is a problem right now. Let's just say the arrogance in the boosters is on a whole nother level with a certain team in blue and uh, maze in blue. Sorry. Forgive me, please. <laughs> this is not a Michigan podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No. Uh, but here's the thing, Nate. There, the, Michigan State 
doesn't even get love in Lansing, Michigan. It's literally right next to the school. Literally right next to the school. And people from Lansing are like, why would I ever root for Michigan State? Because you can walk there. You can literally. So that's how bad that's how bad the propaganda is in the state of Michigan. And you have a coach who was a quote unquote Michigan man. They're never getting rid of this person ever. The Michigan. He would have to leave himself. He would have to say, I'm done. If you want to think of it, it's like the head boss of the Italian mafia <laughs> rose to power. Or no, the head boss of the, boss of the Italian mafia died and his grandson rose to power and he's doing a terrible job. They're not going to want to fire him. They're I not mean... going to want to off him. I've seen The Godfather. I've seen Tony Soprano. He got clipped in the end. Like, what are we? What are we doing well, here? I mean, that's basically what will happen. But we're talking about two, three years from now. Mm-hmm. I, here's the Michigan man thing. Tim knows this. Drives me up the wall with annoyance. Like my eyes it. could not roll further back into my head when I hear the phrase Michigan man and their coach. No Xavier but, man. But as a no, as a Michigan State fan, it keeps. Guys like Jim Harbaugh employed, so it's fantastic. Yeah, and here's the difference about the the Xavier Man thing, because actually I said no, we do kind of have, but it's not that. It's we more, had. Well, yes, but no, we we promote from within the program generally, so that's what I would say about like. And you don't have a football team, right? And we perform better than what is expected from our university. So, like, we're on the national stage consistently. Mm-hmm. For a mid-major school who has no football and has what? No mid-major anymore, Nate. I know we're not mid-major uh, anymore. Yeah, as I say, Big East. That Big East, big right. East but major. before that, before we got to the Big East, we were considered a mid-major, and we always outperformed what we were expected. And in the Big East, for a school with what? What do we have? Like 42? I forget the actual count now, but when we went there, it was like 4,200 kids. Um, does pretty damn well for itself. But forty two hundred. Yeah, my fifty thousand. My high school exactly. was only twelve hundred short of what Xavier's population is. I went to a high school with three thousand kids, and I went to Xavier, and it was I think forty two hundred at the time. Uh, I think it's since grown, but not by that much. Um, and I'm not up to current current uh, population standards at Xavier. Um, but the Michigan Danton thing that just makes my eyeballs roll back, and the fact that like it is. Honestly, like if I was a Michigan fan, I would want to sue Michigan for emotional damage for the fact that McNamara has been on the bench and I've been watching Joe Milton play and he had what, like 86 yards of offense in that Rutgers game until they brought him in. Now, here's what you should be suing. What are we doing? (laughs) Here's what you should be suing Michigan for. They've hired three coaches and now at the end of this year. Harbaugh will now be right in line with the two previous coaches when it in terms of winning big games and almost the win percentages, I think, for Brady Hoke. So you've hired three of the same coaches. Oh. <laughs> they are, yeah. Oh, it makes me happy. It's a bad situation. But from a game standpoint, let me say this. This I feel very confident in this pick. If McNamara is the starter. Michigan will win this football game, and they'll cover the two and a half if he is the starter. If he is not the starter, then I'm staying away from this with a 10-foot pole. Um, Michigan will win because Penn State is garbage. Yeah, but Michigan, I mean, if Joe Milton's the quarterback and we're doing the relief system, how much faith Rutgers took them to overtime? I mean, it's going to be the exact same. Yeah, it'll be the same. I do think Rutgers is better than Penn State, too. Yes. (laughs) I guess. Um, So... 
Yeah, I'm not saying that Michigan's going to blow the doors <clears throat> off Penn State. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying yeah, Michigan you know will Jim, win. I'm very you know confident. Yeah, I'm very confident. At all. I'm pretty confident that he's rolling with two quarterbacks on Saturday or wherever they're playing. That should be criminal. That should be criminal negligence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that should be. Like Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, which we'll talk about on the NFL podcast. Maybe we'll get that in the end here. That man should be sued for criminal negligence. Um, all right. Friday, big game. Big game. 3.30 slot. If you don't work a half day, I'm sorry for you. If you're not off, I'm sorry for you. I'm also working, but I'm working from home. So, actually, I don't feel that sorry for you. You can throw it on the TV. Notre Dame, UNC. The line is at 5. Over-unders at 65.5. If I'm Notre Dame, I'm a tad bit nervous here. And I'm a tad bit nervous because UNC's offense is fire. And you're down two interior linemen. The center's out. He got hurt in the BC game. And the right guard had to have an emergency eptendectomy. So you're down two offensive linemen. I think one guy replacing is a freshman. The other's a senior who's got five games in him. But, like, you don't have any room really to stumble, I don't think, against this UNC offense because they're going to put up points in this game. They're going to get up for this, and they're going to put up points. But as long as they don't stumble, I think Notre Dame should handle them. No, North Carolina almost lets up 200 yards of rushing, though. I know. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, this is my only concern would be if there's – and UNC's defense is terrible, and the front seven's yeah, bad. terrible. But if there's any issue – because that's – that's your guard, your right guard and your center. If there's any issues communication-wise or they're just not hitting, like even a, a – I'm not saying they're going to lose the game, but I'm simply saying just a stutter step. If UNC's firing right out the gate, it could be tough. That's a tough spot to potentially be in. I mean, I guess to your point, their two losses are to Virginia by three points and, yeah, and to FSU by yeah. less than a touchdown, so – and they put up a lot of points. <laughs> they do put up a ton of that's points. That's my concern. That's the Disgusting thing. So, amount I mean, of points. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That, that's a strength versus strength there when you got Notre Dame's defense versus North Carolina's Correct. offense. North Notre Dame's defense is still very good. Um, so it could be an interesting game. I th- and I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm going to take Notre Dame here, but you know what I'm definitely taking? The first half. First half over. Yeah. <laughs> 31 and a half. I went through each one of their, their uh, schedules. I think each one of them really? has... What? Wait. The 31? First half I thought you were just talking first half. Oh, no. First half like over. Dude, I think each one of these teams only has two games where almost they themselves didn't score 30 points in the first half. Day after Thanksgiving, Notre Dame's out of their offensive linemen, and you're taking the first half over? Tim, UNC averages like 25 points in the first half this season alone. (laughs) I'll have to write that number down then and uh, pay attention to that number in this game. Yeah, I would be texting like, uh, you said how much? (laughs) 31 and a half is the first half over. I think I'm going to take Notre Dame. As well for the game. I haven't decided. i got to do a little bit more crunching. But I was looking at it. I guess the day after Thanksgiving. But I looked I looked at each one of the games they played, and I think I spotted like maybe two games where that number wouldn't have hit. <laughs> hey, I, you do your research. That's why you do the picks and not just talk. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I haven't done a whole lot of research, but I'm, I like 31 and a half. Both teams generally come out fast. Yes, I'm a little worried about the interior guards, but I think UNC comes out fast enough that it won't be an issue. Um, 
Auburn Bama. Twenty five and a half is the line, over under sixty two and a half. That line is so big. But I don't see For how a rivalry Auburn, game. Yeah, I don't see how Auburn even competes. It might pull a Michigan State. I don't see it. I don't, see it I don't know. It's <laughs> running backs banged up. No, teams Auburn's banged up. I'm going here and get hosed. <laughs> like I just, mm-hmm. I don't see how they don't get hosed. Um, I, yes, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable with that number. Absolutely hosed. Uh, Northwestern Michigan State, thirteen and a half. That's about right. Am I the only one that's very disappointed in the fact that we're going to get a Northwestern-Ohio State Big Ten championship game, and I feel like it's going to be the same thing as every year, and Northwestern is not going to move the ball at all offensively? I I don't know. You can get – I'm going to take my dad's philosophy here and say that you can get your team up for one game. Now, can can, uh, Fitzgerald – Fitzpatrick – Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald. 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 Can he hold off until the – Yes. Can he hold off until the Big Ten championship, or did he, um, for lack of a better term, blow his load at this <laughs> Wisconsin game? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just like I just got so depressed at the end of that game because I was like, man, I don't want to watch Ohio State Northwestern Big Ten. Like I just so here's the thing to watch in this Northwestern Michigan State game: both Ramsey and Lombardi. Will throw. I guarantee you, both of them will throw a pick. Oh yeah, without yeah. a doubt. If Lombardi's playing, yeah. If Lombardi is playing, do you guys he think he's so hurt? I don't know what the heck they're doing trotting him out there still. Why do? Why does Michigan State do this? Why do we put hurt quarterbacks out there? Just wow. because they think they can play through things. Like you're watching the same game I am. Just quit right. being so damn stubborn. Stop. Do you think there's any chance Michigan State stays within 13? No. I think that's. You don't think so, Tim? I think that's about right. I think 13. I think the line is right. Yeah. The over-under is 41 and a half. That's so low, but I'm half tempted to take it. <laughs> like, I know you all don't play any defense for the most part, but I feel like against Northwestern, you should be able to to make some stops. So that's here's my problem. I'm a, the defense, Northwestern yeah. will torch us. <laughs> that's so Absolutely bad. Absolutely torch that's us. That's so bad. <laughs> Northwestern, Northwestern has torches us every year because we play press coverage and they just run crossing routes all day. And those crossing routes get them 25 yards a pop mm-hmm. because they don't get us until the deep. We can't even touch them until the deep safety comes up. Here's the other thing about the defense, Nate. The offense can't keep them off the field. Our defense, I don't think, That's is that true. bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think the they're as bad, bad as what yeah. you think. Nate. If you're looking at just the points – thing they're bad because well, yeah <laughs> we got rocky lombardi out here turning the ball over on the 30 yard line every every single in time. the red zone if he turns the ball over right outside the red zone one more time i'm gonna throw my tv <laughs> <laughs> he gives him a short field every time he I don't, I don't know what he's doing get him out of there after tim sent me all these articles about how rocky lombardi has improved his game and he's gonna be better <sighs> it was hopeful this it was hopeful. yes oh i remember <laughs> i remember True. he was so hopeful i mean i broke his hope with the indiana i was like they're not they're not even gonna compete with indiana and you're like no they will they will and i was like no no they won't it <laughs> was gonna be a classic up down theory and oh boy no. was i wrong <laughs> Michigan State's got no more up in their game this year. No. Do we even I don't know if we have one more game in us. 
Nope. Yeah, it's yeah. you're you're struggling to get to the uh, to the line there. Um, Clemson Pitt, the line's at twenty four. I'm not spending much time on this. I think Clemson's about to just smoke Pitt. I feel so bad for Pitt because Clemson is so mad about that Florida State situation. They haven't played in a little bit. I think they're about to. Ap- I think Dab was going to look to kill Pitt this week. Just absolutely kill them. <laughs> I thought this could be one of Pitt's uh, weird um, get up four games that they do, where they play like the upset as a seven and six team every year. Um, but after that game got canceled last week, I don't see it anymore. Here's my thing: Debo Sweeney has moved into my Jim Harbaugh coat hate, <laughs> hating of coaches. Oh, I've hated hated him. So I, I don't want to see Debo Sweeney win a checkers game <laughs> <laughs> i i'm gonna hate to break this to you as a longtime Davo hater um you're in for a rough ride because they unfortunately win a lot and it's very annoying <laughs> i just wish he would keep his mouth shut. oh the more he opens it the more you're just like you're an idiot i don't know how you're good at your yeah, job you're dumb, <laughs> yeah. you're dumb. Dab- i'm pretty sure i'm smarter than Dabo sweeney not pretty sure <laughs> i can definitively <laughs> say so oh uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Welcome to the club. Um, we are. Oh, we're, Florida State was just like uh, the coach was just like neither one of us are doctors. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, also like, if I was Florida State, I'd be like, no, fuck you. Like, you let this kid play, and he was sick during the week. Like, I don't care. Like, we know there are bad testing out there. Like, I don't care if he has the common cold. Don't play him. Now, I do get them being like, well, we'll move the game back to Monday or Tuesday and play. But then you're also at Florida State. You're like, no, fuck that. Why am I messing up my schedule? Like, Yeah, yeah. why would yeah. I? Yeah, why do I need to bend over backwards I, for you? Yeah, why am I getting punished because you're a bad actor? Yeah, you're. Yeah, like that's just plain <laughs> and simple. Um, but this is the same dude who's making $100 million and said he would do something else if college football players got paid because that would be an entitlement. So, I mean, why why are we that shocked here? <laughs> like, okay, Dabo, go go do another profession that's going to pay you like $100 million over 10 years. Give me a break. Because um, players get a piece of the pie. Fuck off. Um, this is $100 million. Huh? I said he needs his $100 million. Yeah, I'm not a Dabo. Not a Dabo guy. Um, last game I got before we move on to everything else, Oklahoma, West Virginia. We sort of touched on this. I think Oklahoma is going to get dangerously close to sniffing the college playoffs. Does what? anybody else think that? No, no. I think they're going to absolutely not. I think they're going to win their conference. I'm not saying they're making the college playoffs. I am simply saying they are going to get dangerously close to sniffing it, like the sixth spot, where there will be people who make the argument within that committee room. That that the team we see at the end of the year is a good football team. I don't agree with that. I don't think they are. I think they are a good football team, but I don't think they're a playoff team. But I think Oklahoma, what they did to Van, what they did to Gundy, and what they're probably going to do the rest of the season because they are looking better, is going to make a lot of people make some very stupid arguments. Nate, let me ask you. I'm a just question. throwing. I'm throwing it out there. Let, let me ask you a question. To clip Ohio, it up. And let Ohio you know. did not decriminalize drugs. This ballot. This last vote, right? No, they didn't. Oh, okay. we okay. just decriminalized, actually. Yeah, in Cincinnati, not Ohio, but in Cincinnati, it is. Oh, Cincinnati did. Okay. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> not this last time. I think it was like two times in a row. I'm not making this argument. 
I think I have always been opposed to putting Oklahoma in because they never play defense, and it's the same result every single year. I am not an Oklahoma wagon rider. But do I think people in the college playoff room are going to make the argument? And do I think that come end of the season, if they win out, they're going to be like sixth or fifth? Yeah, I do. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm putting, I'm planting my flag now so that we can have this conversation and be like, wow, Nate, you did foresee that. What a great job. (laughs) Because I think that's about to happen. Baker Mayfield puns in there that you could, huh? Yes. That's insane. You're insane, Nate. I'm not. I'm telling you right now. They You're talking or- about leading up to the college football. They already have them at 11, Tim. They have them at you- 11. And if they win out, you're telling me they're not going to put them six or five? Uh, I no. think they are. <laughs> I'm no. just saying it now. I'm just I'm planting that flag in. I'm feeling dangerous. Do you see UC losing? No. Do you see Oregon winning out? I don't know because the Pac-12 likes to eat itself, so I'm not going to state that because I always think the Pac-12 will lose. They will. I am pretty confident in the fact that Pac-12 will eat itself like it does every year. That I'm confident in. <laughs> Oregon lose the Cal. No, they already play Cal, right? Yeah, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. Who cares? It's Pac-12. Yeah. You think if Clemson loses to Notre Dame twice, they'll drop below Oklahoma? No. That'll probably be the five team in Oklahoma. I'm probably trying to the come up with maybe. something to get me to to get them to six. Oh, it's not, not you. Rationally can't do it, but you have to remember the committee members are not rational human beings. These are brand focused, league focused individuals. What brings me money, money, money? And I'm just saying, I would not be surprised if they put them five or six. I'm just saying it right now. I don't agree with it. But it's, you're wrong if they finish seventh. Yeah, I'll say I'm wrong if they finish seventh. Okay. I will Deal. come on here and say I'm wrong, but I think at the end of the season, and they have to win out. That's the circumstance. I'm just saying, if they win out, mm-hmm. they will we be got six, two caveats seven. here. Yeah, yeah. No, the only caveats they win out. That's it. I'm saying if okay. they I just wanted to make sure that six was your number for if they went out. They won't be lower than six if they went out. Yep. I'm not seeing it. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I have a feeling that the committee is going to do that. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. It's irrational. I don't agree with it. I just that I'm calling that shot right now. Sucks um, for you, BYU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should maybe you should play some teams. Maybe you should schedule like Oregon or like call somebody up. Maybe you should schedule UC. <laughs> Find a way to get a UC game in there. Speaking of BYU and being an independent conference, Notre Dame is going to possibly win the ACC and then next year be like, all right, well, we're done. Can't let them leave. Got to grab they, them back in. They cannot do this. Only Does this not only make the argument that they should be in a conference? 100%. They don't care. Money talks. Yeah, money does talk. That NBC Ugh. contract is mighty sweet. But you could just say, can't? I am sure ESP, Disney, I, I don't know. I guess Disney versus NBC might be a, a bigger dispute than I think. Yeah, that might be it because the ACC TV is an ESPN. Contracts, you got old men arguing yeah. over money. Yeah, correct. Because I'm sure Disney will come in and be like, "Well, we want at least half of the Notre Dame games," and I'm sure NBC will tell them that f off. Yep, go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Yep. <laughs> that is correct. Correct. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. I only have. I'm going to tweet out my card right now. I have first half over Notre Dame, Michigan as long as McNamara plays, and um, 
that's it for right now. We're going to see. I'll tweet out the rest of my card. College basketball, though, is back. We are we are recording on a Tuesday, but when you listen to this, college basketball will be being played. I have not been prepared for this, to be honest. Outside of Xavier, I'm not mentally there to see it on my TV, um, but it, I am excited. I will not lie. I'm very excited for it. I'm also very nervous given I just had one of the most demoralizing gambling weekends ever to now start betting on college basketball, one of the most infuriating sports to bet on um, in the world. But uh, I am excited to watch. (laughs) How are we all feeling? If you're a Spartan fan, uh, you get to watch college basketball and college football on the same day on Saturday. You sure do. Yeah, so if Michigan State somehow wins, they won't. (laughs) <laughs> on Saturday of football, Eesh. you'll get to watch them um, play Notre Dame on Saturday. That has got to be mm-hmm. nice for you guys. Like, you can easily just transition from, like, if you're if Michigan sucks at football one year, as soon as basketball season. Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State, State, sorry. Michigan. Don't you ever mix those two up again, Nate? <laughs> he does it every podcast. Every time. I know he does. Every time. I correct him every time. Welcome to the world of Nate. Um, it's got to be nice to just be like, I can transition away from this and just pay attention to basketball, which we're good at. Like, if Xavier sucks, I got I got nowhere to transition to. I'm just like, I'm stuck. Um, this oh, is yeah. my now, life. <laughs> you sign up to be an MSU fan, it's, you, you put basketball first. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you, sure you sure do. I would, too. Except for me, I do not, because Michigan State is my second team as a Xavier grad. Correct. Michigan yeah. State will always be my second team, but as the team I turn to when Xavier has those down years. Um, I'm excited and nervous about this team. I have no idea. I'm terrified what Izzo is going to do with this team um, because he's been speaking a lot about, and I don't want to speak bad on him, foster lawyer. (laughs) He seems like a great guy. He was a great high school basketball player. Um, But he's not the most athletic and he's not the most tall person and he trips over his own two feet from time to time. Gets, yeah, he gets stumped he on. Gets, he gets jumped on, um, literally. Literally. So, <laughs> and they're talking about him possibly starting at the point guard position over they Rocket ag- Watts. They asked Rocket Watts, and he was like, yeah, he might start. <laughs> yeah. And that makes me nervous about what Izzo is going to do with this team because I fear that Izzo is trying to take Rocket Watts and put him into his typical point guard mold where he's handing the ball off and running through dribble screens all day. And that's not who Rocket Watts is. He should be running as fast as he can, trying to get to the lane. And if he can't dribble it out, pass the ball off to somebody else and reset. Somebody else can run that offense. Joey Hauser can run that offense from the point um, from the point can, forward. Langford can run it. They have guys that they can pass and screen the ball with. And sometimes when it all breaks down, give it to Rocket and let him ISO. I mean, that's what this offense should be doing. That's probably what the issue is, right? Because Lawyer is probably way better at Rocket than running the the offense. Yes, running Izzo's offense. Yeah. Not the offense that they should be running. No. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, Izzo – so this is what worries me about the team. I think the point guard thing will get figured out through sheer talent, right? Nothing against Foster Lawyer, but I think the talent is going to uh, rise. Here's the thing I uh, worry about 
Izzo this year has the coach's kryptonite. I don't care how good you are as a coach. When you have a rotation that could possibly have seven to nine people in it, Mm. that becomes hard to manage for – I mean, it becomes hard to manage for any coach, but particularly hard for a college basketball team. Um, And so he's going to – He's gonna have to whittle that down pretty quickly. I agree with that. That's that's the other thing that's that I struggle with too. I don't think he has to whittle it down. I think he's got to manage it better than he has in the past. And he has always ridden the older guys rather than living with the mistakes of the younger guys. And when you live with the mistakes of the younger guys, you don't have to have such a quick leash on them. I mean, sometimes it works out for them when they get to March, and it definitely works out for them in the NBA. Like, don't get me wrong. You can see Michigan State's players mm-hmm. doing well for themselves in the NBA, but when it comes to actually performing in college, they struggle. Well, we've seen that with Xavier, and like when there's a when there's a deeper bench, there's been it's just the theme. As Dante said in college basketball, I feel like when you have mm-hmm. a deep bench, managing all those personalities because basketball is so much more of a ball heavy sport, and with how quick kids are transferring nowadays, managing all those personalities, doing what's right for the team. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's almost like it's a curse. It's a blessing and a cur- like it's the true blessing yep. and the curse of mm-hmm. any sport. Like in football, having a ton of talent is really great because it's not a ball. Like you don't have to be a ball heavy player to like still perform really well, depending on your position, but in college basketball, especially because there's, and you're trying to get to the league and just do so much. I do feel like teams that ha- you see kind of all the time with these great, depth building teams you see it with Kentucky like they have fantastic but they're they haven't won a championship every year and, I, and part of that is you have so many people to manage yeah yeah mm-hmm. talent you can't really get in a groove and we've seen it with Xavier yep. and that is that is we haven't one, seen it with Xavier recently though like no, they haven't but, had a bench no but there have been times <laughs> in our tenure there where mm-hmm. the bench is deeper than yes it's not just eight guys or seven guys that are playing. You could go nine, mate. No. Right, you can go nine. Right, yeah. if you if you're getting that's up to eight and nine, yeah, that becomes that's a problem. Michigan, that's where Michigan State is at right now. That that's a problem. That becomes getting, an issue. Yeah. Um. Also, too, because college basketball, much like football, much like I guess any sports, is a big game of rock paper scissors at the end of the day, right? And oh. trying to figure out those combinations <laughs> with that many players becomes an issue. So hard. And you almost mm-hmm. like outthink that's yourself. That's how you get beat by yeah. You that's how you get beat by a, a small team because <laughs> they're only running six kids. Yep. You know, and they have, there's a system mm-hmm. that fits perfectly for those six, and it's very well, and they know it well, and they can they can just perform like a switzer. It's and they'll just cut you up like switch cheese. Like it's yeah. it is the other players yeah. that are coming in are literally only coming in to give their other players rest and not to contribute. You know, so I agree. But we're talking about this Michigan State team, everybody's going to want to play. Everybody's going to want to contribute. Another thing about this Michigan State team is that it's rather large, like 6, 7, 6, 11. I would like to know what the average is on this team. I don't know if I've oh, seen Oh, they're that. huge. I don't know if I've seen a Michigan State team this, this big. No, I was going to say, what are you, Florida well, that's State? that's the other thing. We'll, <laughs> see a lot of, uh, we'll see a lot of stuff that was wrong with them last year with guard play. They don't have guard depth still, okay. um, so it'll be tough there. They have a ton of depth up top but none um none at the guard play yeah and if if something i mean we're gonna see hoiberg play <laughs> we're gonna see that is wild to me yeah because i mean we, we don't, he, don't have, he doesn't have a choice he doesn't nope yeah. he doesn't he doesn't I mean, have a choice he has to play him yeah um because he's like their backup point guard since apparently we're starting foster lawyer <laughs> hey look if it's up to me if we got it <laughs> 
I, to make Tim's head explode, I would start Lawyer and, and Rocket Watts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ran Rocket Watts and Cassius uh, last year. Don't compare Foster Lawyer to Cassius. <laughs> Do not. That's a, yeah. I don't even know that much about it, and I can immediately say that. That feels like a bad comparison. Me, okay, Tim, Tim, Tim. Are you telling me that we won't see that combination? It might be their starting lineup. Yeah, a good portion. Okay, of this year. okay. That's my point. Is that I, that's a real life combination that we will probably see. Based on Dwayne Stevens' last comments, Henry was not mentioned in his seven guys that could start, and he's one of our top two players. You could say it goes or top three. You could say Rocket Watts, Aaron Henry, and Joey Hauser are our top three players. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be surprised if we see the starting lineup and it is both Rocket Watts and Foster Lawyer. <laughs> He's <laughs> calling his at, shot yes, now. It's yeah. going to be it's going Eastern Michigan. You will see them roll out. Foster Lawyer, Rocket Watts, um, Josh Langford, Hauser, Joey Hauser, and probably Bingham Jr. Probably. Yeah, that's probably your starting five there. All right, fair enough. Um, before we wrap One this up. One last thing. What? One last thing here. Yeah. We're wrapping this up. Thanksgiving, the Lions. I hope to God Black Friday is Black Friday. And those two clown shows at the top of that organization are handed their papers by Sheila Hamp. Ford, who said she would be more involved, who I have not heard a single word from this entire year, besides giving her the game ball after their first win, which took them till week three to get. <laughs> I was just going to say, before we wrap this up, would you two like to say anything about your Detroit Lions, who, to my astonishment, and it was astonishment in the year 2020, failed to find the red zone last week. They couldn't find the red zone <laughs> against a team that didn't have their starting quarterback or their starting running back. They didn't watch. You know, I didn't watch it again because I'm again played NFL. against a what? What was that league? The the XFL, XFL. quarterback. We yeah, played against an XFL. Hey, he was good. Sure, great against the Lions. I know. I, I'm just saying it. I could not believe in the year 2020 with the offensive schemes that are being run nowadays in the NFL, you failed to get into the red zone once. Could not believe that. I could. <laughs> The lines are such a shit show. I'm so it. glad. Did you tweet? This is why I was so angry earlier in the year about this team. I uh, you tweet if you want to improve your uh, drafts or if you want to improve your or get a good contract, just go out and outperform the Lions. <laughs> Someone tweeted that. Oh, the, the I'm, I'm, I must have retweeted it. I can't wait for the Bucks Lions game down the road here in a couple weeks because that. That's going to be a fun one for me to watch. Yeah, Tom Brady might finally get back on his uh, game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well. Or he'll pull another Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, what happened? Give that, game to the, I, uh, give that game to the Lions just so that they uh, screw up their draft picks just like uh, Bill Belichick once did. Yeah. I uh, I put a statement out last night about the Bucs. It's um, I, I've officially become in the worried camp. I'm not cons- – I'm not – Concerned? I'm not freaking out. The panic button is not being smashed. I'm worried. I'm worried. There's some worrying signs towards the Super Bowl ambitions I have this year for this team. Um, 
But we're really we're gonna see how bad or how close we are here. Literally on Sunday when we play the Chiefs. So I'm uh, I'm waiting until then. Um, because historically we play terrible in prime time. If we get blown out by the Chiefs, the panic button will be set in front of me and being ready to be pushed. And if we play emergency podcast, yeah. If we play, <laughs> if we play decent. I'm even just saying decent, then I will not be as worried. We can still get some things figured out. But uh the worry butt's coming out. I'm 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 also losing I I was a little nervous about the Bruce Arians, Tom Brady system merging. And that's my biggest concern of worry right now. We'll say that. <laughs> I'm worried. Alrighty. Anything else in your lines before we go out? This is your your time to exercise your demons. It's really just, I don't care if Matt Patricia gets fired. He's indifferent to me. Bob Quinn's the guy that needs to go. Jim Harbaugh, the new coach of the Lions. That would be hysterical. I would laugh so... I would would be done. Tim, I I, feel so bad for you. That would be my breaking point. (laughs) I can't believe I have not hit my breaking point yet, but if that happens... That's it? That would be it. It wasn't Orlowski running out the back of the end zone to an 0-16 season. It's going to be Jim no, Harbaugh. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like 15 years old then. I, ha- I hadn't been broken down. Still as had ambitions then. and dreams and hopes for this Lions yeah. team. <laughs> I was still young and dumb. Oh, they're yes, so bad. It would be Jim Harbaugh being named the head coach of the Detroit Lions. That would be my breaking point. I mean, he clearly doesn't have it. He's not all there. No. No. no, no. He can't coach anymore. He can't will, do any worse I, than I Matt Patricia. That. that is true. He can. I don't, I don't care about the coach anymore. I don't know if he could do more than Matt Patricia. That's a bad. It's still. I mean, it might be one of the worst organizational moves in hindsight ever. Going from you fired Jim Caldwell, Caldwell, mm-hmm. who had mm-hmm. the most wins since like nineteen eighty something. To hire Matt Patricia, who's won like thirty percent of their games. Yeah, see, and a lot of people. There are a few weird Lions fans up here who say that Matt Patricia is the one that needs to be fired. Well, there's. I mean, a he guy does, but he's not the only reason. Made that move. Yeah. Ahead of it. <laughs> oh yeah, and your hate also for Bob Quinn. Been drafting the guys that are out there that should not even be on an NFL football team right now. You have out. Jelani Tabai. Second round pick shouldn't be on a football team. You Harsh have, for oh him. <laughs> I like how He's Adrian terrible. Peterson was like, <laughs> yeah. Also, Adrian Peterson shouldn't really be on a football team right now. But I like how he was like, yeah, uh, younger players should have been starting above. I mean, before me, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. He was like, what took you so long? Right. Why haven't you been playing Swift this whole time? I mean, right. I can see it. Why can't you guys see it? Well, duh, all of the fans have seen it too. Yeah, it's. It's a bad poorly situation. Man- I don't know if there's a, a, I don't know if there's a more poorly managed team in sports than the Detroit Lions. The one thing uh, that I oh. go Tim, sorry, I'm gonna think about that. It's they're definitely up there. They're up there. The Bengals are up there. Dude, yeah, the Bengals. Oh, I have a Bengals whole thing. We don't have enough time to get into that. I'm gonna get into the NFL one. The Browns are. It is. Crazy. I guess the Knicks. I guess. I guess it's, as long as the Knicks are still around. I was going to say, yeah, I was thinking more other sports. Do like the Mets, the Knicks, a lot of New York teams. Are, I mean, the Mets still won the World Series, right? I guess the... Yeah, but that no, was a long time ago. Series, right? Yeah, they won against the Red Sox and Bill Buckner back in fucking... Before I was alive. Um, okay. 
Okay, they went to a World Series. They right? went to a World Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking. I was saying, okay. maybe not the Mets, but Lions, like... Lions haven't won... They haven't won a Knicks. playoff game. The Lions aren't really, like, poorly managed in the way you would think of a poorly managed organization. They're just not managed. That's true. What that's true. I was going to say... So they're, they don't have the craziness of the Knicks or the craziness of the Cowboys with Jerry Jones stepping into everything or, like, they don't have any of the The drama. Bulls. Just not lucky yeah. into picks <laughs> to bail them out. Have they don't have that? They just don't have anybody managing them. Yeah, it's a bad true. situation. All right, well, that's a pleasant note to end your holiday season on, or to start yeah. your holiday season on. But uh, Lions on Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to play them in a couple weeks. I'm very excited. I looked at that schedule for the nice. box, and I was like, we have seven wins right now. We're gonna need at least ten. Who do we play next? Oh, we play the Chiefs. That sucks. Who do we got after that? Oh, the Falcons, Lions, Falcons again? Cool. That should be three wins. <laughs> so, Must be nice. Must yeah. be nice. <laughs> Cannot wait. Um, all right, everybody. Have all a good right. Thanksgiving. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.